Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. Hello, worker bees. Hope you're having a wonderful Melbourne Cup day. Before we go on to episode 15, I'd love to invite you to a lunch seminar that I'm doing with Charlie Gunningham on the 22nd of November, 12.30 to 3 on digital disruption. The world is going crazy right now with artificial intelligence, flying robots, new digital platforms emerging. And because of this, people's jobs are being made redundant. Businesses are going fast. Now, we want to teach you guys how to prepare for this this disruption. And we want you guys to be the disruptor, not the disrupted. So you will learn, you will network with high quality people, you will be fed by a local charity called Food Rescue and all event profits will go to them. Um, Now even better, podcast listeners, you guys, you get a very special offer, I'm giving you guys 50% off on the ticket price. So how how do you take advantage of this? Go to the Eventbrite link in the show notes. So if you're listening on a podcast, go to the description on your podcast If you're listening on SoundCloud, again, go to the description, click on the Eventbrite link. When you pay for your ticket, click on a button that says enter promotional code, type in the phrase, ask Alika, all one word, lowercase, type in the phrase, ask Alika, and you will get 50% off your ticket price. Uh, So, look, this is only for, um, there are only limited seats, so get in while you can, And without further ado, enjoy episode 15 on influencer marketing. Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of Ask Alika. Welcome. We we have a pretty interesting one today that I think flows on quite nicely from last week's conversation with Nicole Moody, episode 14. If you haven't checked it out, definitely do. Really, really interesting. It's something that we've been asked a lot recently it's mm-hmm. it's come up more and more it's yep. definitely on the rise uh so we thought we'd uh just address it as a as a general topic because it's it is a, a fascinating one in the world of social media so today's question zion is what do we think about the rise of influencer marketing how will it change or augment digital marketing influencer marketing mm, it's yeah. a good one right it's an awesome one so what I thought we'd do is uh, we thought we'd just break this one down a little bit so that it's easier to kind of uh, approach in bite-sized chunks because it is a pretty broad topic. So, it's one that you need to, I think, um, approach yeah. with a bit of a bit of structure. So, the first point that I think we need to make is that it's not new. Influencer marketing isn't actually new. It's just different. Mm. And it's, it's something that's been going on for a long, long time. Any celebrity that has ever partnered with a brand um, to be the face of Revlon or, or, a, or Nike or anything like that, it's, it, that is a form of influencer marketing. So, I think what's important to realize is that it's always been going on. It's just the, the, the landscape has changed a bit with social yeah. media. And the definition, to put it in simple terms, is someone with influence promoting a brand or product. Exactly. That, that's right. pretty much it, isn't it? Exactly. It's not as it's not as complex or scary as it sounds. Yeah, and now because <laughs> online has taken over and you've got all these digital platforms, there's a lot more influencers out there. So it's not just Madonna and LeBron James or Michael Jordan. It's <laughs> it's John Doe who has twelve thousand followers on his Instagram. For his dog. No, so, <laughs> yeah. but that that is exactly it, and it's that's you're exactly right. The fact is that social media has just opened up mm. the the doors to to anyone. You can you can be an influencer if you have 
if you're an expert in any sort of niche, whatever it's, that looks like. Yeah, it's amazing because if you think back to 1950s when you only had TV, radio, newspaper, mm. you, you think back to those days where there were like a few celebrities around but not that many. You know, you got mm. your Cary Grants and your Audrey Hepburns. You, you know these people more than me. <laughs> <laughs> you follow your history better but you, you have like a very small number of influencers or celebrities and a small number of touch points as well there was less media being consumed so you only had Mm. three stations to listen to on the radio and on the tv and only a few billboards so it was a very different landscape but people are bombarded with so much information now that you need to kind of be on all these different platforms getting getting around in front of people for it to make a difference it's amazing just the whole concept is amazing because in the older in the in the days before yeah, you didn't have many platforms. You didn't have yeah. many devices. Mm-hmm. Now we've got so many. You didn't have many celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like we were all working, you know, eight to five, nine to five or whatever in, you know, factories and, and working for the big companies like in America, GE, like, you know, most of the town in Detroit apparently <laughs> was working for General Electric, General Motors. And I think around the world, it was kind of similar. Like there weren't, you didn't really have an opportunity to be an entrepreneur. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, it's changed the scape of influencer marketing for sure because you got all these micro celebrities now mm. with their little tribes yeah. and then brands will pay their money to mm. promote their product. It's amazing. Exactly. And I think it's that leads quite nicely into the next part of the question which is what, what does com- uh, constitute an influencer generally? So, what what do you have to to have or be to be considered an influencer and and as we were saying before mm. it's it's definitely celebrities obviously and it's still the number one you know people like kim kardashian can reportedly demand $500,000 for one instagram post that's <laughs> that's her going rate so all? so the <laughs> the paparazzi and the it's not much bargain <laughs> yeah but that's obviously not not everyone's a Kim Kardashian and, and yeah. it's that's where micro influencers come into the picture and that's where mm. that's what we want to focus on today because they are they're accessible. That's any any small business mm. can tap into this this tribe that you can create online to create tiny little touch points through many, many people that maybe already follow you online and create a, a really big following as a result of that. Yeah, it's amazing. So um, I mean, what what's the definition of a micro influencer? So Beth? we, it's it's an interesting one, but because there's again there's some uh, some people that disagree on what what the numbers are, but it seems to be the general rule of thumb is that if you have anywhere over a thousand to two thousand followers, mm-hmm. you constitute as a micro influencer, and that goes right up to so between one thousand and one hundred thousand followers. Mm-hmm on a platform like Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest and you're a micro-influencer. That's, that's yeah, the right. general definition. It's, it's interesting as well because micro-influencers typically, they actually have better engagement than people with, say, a million followers. You'll actually get yeah. a much higher percentage of likes and comments than usually about double. Because so they actually with, engage yeah. with their audience. Yeah. They don't just rely on some guy or girl running it for them. The logistics of it are just easier. If you're only getting, mm. you know, 50 comments, you can respond to them. If you're getting, you know, you're a thousand comments, them. if you're getting a thousand comments on every yeah. Instagram post, it's actually really, really difficult to respond yeah. to every single one. So that engagement level is quite different. So, uh, you know, a micro influencer can get around 8% engagement on a post, typically speaking. Whereas, uh, yeah, someone, a macro influencer, as they're, 
um, they can sometimes be called, might only get four or five. Yeah, well, wow. percent engagement. So it's the the difference is quite stark, and that's an, another one of the reasons that they're quite mm. a valuable um, path to go down. And look, we know people that are micro influencers. You're a micro influencer, <laughs> according to the definition. You've got uh, two to three thousand on Instagram or whatever it is. Yeah, I, it's, it's funny actually because looking looking into this, technically I qualify as a mm. micro influencer, but all start I'm selling stuff now. I well, <laughs> I might sell my poems because that's what I do on Instagram. Is I write poetry, yeah. so not a lot of money in poetry kids um (laughs) maybe don't don't go down that career path but that's technically that that can start doing something exactly and we i mean we've got a micro influencer in this office as well one of our staff members um jason he's 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 got got 16 now he he and he is and he was approached by he he has been approached and he is doing company yeah he's actually doing this kind of work and that's the other He's thing about <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing about micro influencers is that you the cost is so much lower. So again, the accessibility is there for small yep. businesses. You know, it's have to awesome. pay five hundred grand to Kim Kardashian. You can pay one hundred and thirty bucks mm. to Joe Blogs down the road yeah. uh, to do a sponsored post about your your food or your makeup or whatever it is that you're trying to get out there. So the cost benefit is quite quite significant. It is. Uh, I find it. Yeah, I find it really cool. Like. So, let's look at B2B because I'm in the B2B. We're in the B2B space. So, uh, some time ago, I reached out to a business podcast called Entrepreneur of Fire, which mm-hmm. is the most um, well-known business podcast in the world. And John Lee Dumas, who's, who runs it, he gets 1.5 million listeners for each episode and he interviews someone every single day like an entrepreneur. So, I filled out a form and touched base with his his people because he's, he's so busy and important. And and um, I got accepted and then I did it kind of not really thinking that anything was going to happen from it. And yeah, I got heaps of exposure and I actually had a lead from Sydney come from it. A guy called me up from Sydney who wow. owns an engineering company <laughs> wanting to work with us. Um, and that was off the one podcast. So, yeah. that was my first taste of this influencer marketing thing because I was like, oh, wow. Like John Lee Dumas, 1.5 million listeners at an episode. If I get on there, it's going to be good exposure for me. Mm. And then another one recently was um, touching just direct messaging a cafe, a local cafe that has mm. like 15,000 followers or 20,000 or whatever it was. Uh, I, I touched base with them on Instagram and, and then I'm going to be featured in one of their posts. And because they get so many um, followers and their engagement's really high and it's local, mm. it'll, it'll give us, it'll give Alika a really good exposure. So I love it. Yeah. And it's, there's, I think what you just described leads really nicely into the next part of the question, which is how do you how do you do this? How do you what's the action from here? What's the take home? How can you actually implement some influencer yeah. marketing into your brand, um, into your business? Yep. And I think it's it always we've I think we've said it so many times in this podcast, but honesty, um, authenticity, being genuine. You know, if you like someone's content and and you think that they'll be a good fit for your business, tell them that. It's, yeah. you know, send them a direct message if it's on Instagram saying, hey, I really, really love the content you're posting. Uh, I think um, I yeah. our followers and, and people that like our brand would really connect with what you with what kind of content you're mm. posting and, and, and say that, you know, a bit of flattery never hurt anyone or just, just being yeah. a nice human never hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. I think even before that, maybe finding out um, what target market, what, sorry, what, uh, influencers have the same target market that you have or that yeah. you want to target 
Absolutely. And, and you've got some ideas on how they can find that out? Yeah, so getting that alignment piece right and even just something as simple as getting the location right. Mm-hmm. So if you're a location-based service, a cafe, for example, doing using the Instagram platform to, to yeah. do your research. So you can actually type – you can search by location in Instagram yep. and doing that, if you, if you were to search, say, Subiaco in Instagram, you'll be presented with all the posts that have been tagged um, in with either a hashtag or like a location in Subiaco, mm. and you can see you'll see Instagram always does top posts for any search you complete. So you'll be able to see the top nine posts for Subiaco at that given moment, and that will that's a really good starting point for you to see. Cool, these are the influencers. These are the people that are getting the most likes and the most engagement in the Subiaco area. And you can, if you do that, say for every day for a week, you'll be able to get a really good feel for who the influencers are, mm. the key influencers are in this. In, in that location yeah, right. that you're trying to target. And yeah. that's that's a really good way to find out who's targeting who by should, location. Yeah, who who should you be approaching? Yeah, wow. It's uh it's it's being a bit strategic about what you're trying to, yeah. trying to achieve there, I think. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um so there are some other other methods available for this if you don't want to DIY it because obviously if this is always it's it's time. We're all time for. Yeah, it takes all, a long time. Yeah, and if you can create efficiencies in any way for your business, that's that's a huge plus. Mm. And there are quite a few interesting new businesses that have come out the most um, – two, two that we want to talk about really quickly. One of them is called Tribe and it's actually Jules Lund who's a – he's a fairly well-known kind of um, – He used to be on Getaway. He did. He's, a, he's been a radio. He's, a, he's an Australian guy um, who's done – who's created this platform that actually automates this whole process. Yeah. So, there, it's a marketplace. He's created an online marketplace where influencers or people that have any kind of following can put themselves up for, um, you know, put information about who they are and what they do and what kind of people follow them. And then brands can go on and find and get connected with the influencers that best yeah. align with their brand. So this marketplace facilitates that whole transaction to make it really easy. It's all automated. Seamless. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. Similar really to um, like 99 Designs or Freelancer. You know, freelancer yeah. Any of those ones. Automates the whole process. Yeah. Exactly. And the other one is something similar to the influencer agency, which Nicole Moody yeah, uh, has just. I don't know if she's launched it yet. Or? Yeah, she's launched it. Yep, yeah, there you a couple go. Days ago, so they're up and running, and and got a lot of respect for for her. And she has a more personal touch to uh, how she connects influencers with brands. So you know, try try to or, tries to automate that, mm-hmm. and take and, and you take away the personalization. Whereas she, you know, she's got that customized, personalized aspect to to matching people up. So. Yeah. If you want a more personalized touch uh, and you want to get an even better fit, then mm. talk to her. Absolutely. She's awesome at it. So Yeah. So there's yeah. quite a few different paths you can take with yeah. it, but I guess it's it's always good to know that, that there are different options available yeah. if you want to tap into this really cool like, type of marketing. Yeah, like I mean, if you want to do it yourself, like we were saying before, it you know, the best way is to get a spreadsheet going. Yeah. Do your searches, whether it's by location or finding brands that have a target audience that you want to tap into. Get a spreadsheet going of all the handles and I recommend and, and we do this, I recommend rather than just hitting them up straight away, like trying to engage with them for at least a few weeks or yeah. even months if it's a, you know, if you can and then after a while, so they, because when they see you engage a little bit, then they've you've got a bit of trust. Yeah. Then after a while, after a few weeks or months, you can hit them up with a direct, direct message on Instagram, yeah. for example. And then ask them for that favor, and some, uh, you know, and sometimes they'll do it for free, and sometimes they'll ask for something in return. 
Yeah. You never and know. And that's that's just part of the the next step is is having that that conversation, that negotiation and, yeah. and making it happen. Well, let's talk a bit about B2C versus B2, B2B, mm. right? It would definitely work in B2C. Oh, definitely. Like without a doubt because, you know, there's a high volume of consumers in, in B2C. Um, you know, if you're in something like retail or beauty or, you know, those industries definitely health, um, yeah. restaurant, hospitality, you know, everyone's on Instagram and Facebook for those things, mm-hmm. Pinterest. What a, yeah, talk to me a bit more about B2C and then we'll talk about whether it works for B2B. It's it's a tough one and I think it requires you need to have a really good um, idea. I mean, from the B2B perspective, mm. it's the alignment's going to be really, really solid. So targeted. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And I think that there needs to be a bit more strategy that goes into that because you've got a totally different- Yeah. Like I think, I think the podcast example that I had because I'm doing a bit more of that. I've reached out to a few business podcasts in Perth, but the one that I did got me that Sydney lead, mm. and that was quite laser targeted. Yeah. I knew that you know business people would be listening, and they're yeah. from all over the world. Um, so I think yeah, look, looking at real like you don't have to hit up tons and tons. Um, but maybe if you start with podcasts, you know, like can you be a guest on someone's podcast if, if you're in the business market, if you're in professional services and you want to target business owners, what are the business podcasts out there? Yeah, you know? who, who else is, is an Locally. influencer, a, a podcast influencer yeah. in your in your area and yeah, can, exactly. you, can you leverage their audience yeah. to, to get in front of more people that might mm. be similar to yeah. who, who your audience is? So, so, podcasting I think works for business people, B2B, I think – LinkedIn works as well. Definitely. So I took a, I had a, you know, I did a LinkedIn selfie with someone and I got a really good lead out of that. Um, <laughs> and that's influencer market because I took a selfie with someone that had 16,000 16, followers on LinkedIn. So he's a micro influencer. There you go. So it works. You just got to choose diff- the right channels. The channels are a bit different. Yeah, definitely. And um, you need to be a bit more laser targeted. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, look, I think that's, um, I think going back to the original question, which is how how will influencer marketing change or augment digital marketing mm. generally? I think it's 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 just another piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it's, it's another thing to master, another thing to think about, and and to strategize on and to and to implement really really well. It's not necessarily a replacement for a all good, the other stuff. Yeah. yeah, being good at sales and having a a well optimized search optimized site and having a good organic strategy it's it's one other piece of the puzzle that if you've mastered all the rest it's it's definitely coming to the fore as a That's really right. really prominent it's part way. of the mix yeah yeah although i i do think it's an underpriced part of the mix yeah in terms of the roi i think i think there's a lot of return for the yeah, amount that you put out definitely because yeah. it is kind of a a newer yeah newer and, piece of the puzzle that's right and not um many if you're looking at B2B, not many businesses are actually doing it. So, you've yeah. got the edge there. So, I do think it's underpriced. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, there you go. That's the, the final word from, from Ask Alika. Influence cool. marketing is underpriced. Get on it. <laughs> get on it and um, yeah. get your spreadsheet handy or <laughs> use Tribe or use someone like Nicole Moody who's yeah. awesome at it. We'll add some links uh, in the show notes the show to notes. both of those and um, some of the, the cool accounts we found. So, yeah. Brilliant. That's that's us for today. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Enjoy, guys. Peace See you out. next time.